0: This super special, sort of festive edition of Running Is Bullshit is a fully researched and comprehensive review of 2018, which was bullshit. Ho ho ho! Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, the Christmas episode. Hey,
1: sort of. jingle bells, jingle! Don't, no, don't come oh, on! Don't okay. start singing already! Don't ruin it. <laughs> well, I'll save it for the uh, the special Christmas Running Is Bullshit news jingle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we say it's a Christmas episode. I mean, we've got some Christmas tea. Yep. That's it's kind of it.
1: Yeah, Christmas has happened, This yeah. is it's New Year's Eve actually, so yeah, Christmas is is long gone, it's way in the past now. I'm looking now. around, there's
0: no decorations here, is there? You no,
1: no, no, I hate Christmas, no I okay. don't, I don't hate Christmas actually, I love Christmas, but um, I was away for Christmas so I didn't bother decorating because that's that whole thing. I had it?
0: my inflatable tree.
1: Inflatable tree? Yeah, it's really shit. That's that is the it. future. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean it's like a couple of feet high.
1: That sounds like proper 90s, you know, like in the 90s where yeah. you'd have like inflatable furniture. Oh and you'd have the inflatable tree then for your inflatable yeah. lounge furniture
0: I've just got it because it's really shit and I quite like it and that's the only Christmas thing I have I quite like it for that
1: normally I do decorate the thing is though I'm like allergic to Christmas trees and pine and stuff so I had a lovely God. um, real Christmas tree last year the first time I've ever had a real Christmas tree and it was sat next to my desk and I work from home so all day my eyes would just be streaming <sighs> my nose my sinuses would all be blocked I'm like I feel so Christmassy right now and I couldn't wait like take the thing to the tip.
0: Lovely Christmas spirit though. <laughs> so instead we're doing it on New Year's Eve, yes. which I'd love to say is because we're going to talk about the year and we planned it to be at the end of the year, but it's because it was supposed to be yesterday and I couldn't be asked.
1: Yeah, basically. Like everything else on this podcast is no. just coincidental. Nothing's <laughs> yeah. like planned. <laughs> no,
0: no. Well, no we've, we've done We've done some things this week. We've planned some things, sort of.
1: I looked at the show notes, I edited the show notes. That's
0: the first, isn't
1: it? Yeah, normally I don't even look at them, normally it's like frantically searching for show notes. Uh, Looking at the wrong show notes is usually what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've done that. Um,
1: But no, I've made some notes, some helpful notes today.
0: (laughs) Okay, well we haven't done introductions yet, so I'm Stuart Harding.
1: I'm Amy Genders.
0: This is Running Is Bullshit, the podcast that likes to shit on running, even though we love it Mm -hmm. and we hate it. Um, So Amy, what have you been up to are we going to say this year, I guess? How has your bullshit running been this year?
1: Might as well say this year because not much has happened this year. So it's not <laughs> like I have to like think about it much. Yeah. yeah, running's been pretty bullshit for me this year because I've just been constantly injured. Yeah. Like from about February actually onwards, just constantly injured. I've made two di- separate sort of trips to the physio as in like, you know, for weeks at a time uh for different injuries so usually the hip or the knee just just moves from the hip to the knee from the hip to the knee um so yeah just constantly injured this year so that's been my year i'm gonna
0: have a guess your physio did they say you need to rest stretch and strengthen
1: not the rest bit actually yeah that's all
0: i ever get told when i go to the physio so i don't bother
1: well there's a bit of rest like a bit of like a few days rest and then he was like you can start running again um, lazy glutes of course uh, it's always okay. lazy glutes Isn't
0: your activating? so oh,
1: yeah not activating my glutes but yeah thankfully every time i've been to the physio it's been like yeah um no permanent damage you can start running again but it's just been a painful year just pain all the time yeah. it just moves around basically
0: that's cool life. <laughs> do you find as well when you go to the physio i've always find this because i go i've never had really a bad acute injury so whenever i go mm. and they're testing everything mm. and i'm like no that's fine no mm. that's fine no, that's fine as well. No, it hurts when I do this. Oh yeah, but it's not now. But it usually does, and I just find everything they do to test doesn't seem to be a problem, and I just look like a massive idiot.
1: Yeah, and I found that even with my acute injury last year, because by the time I could go to the physio, like a couple of weeks later when I could leave the house, it was to the stage where it'd be fine, and then it get inflamed after like walking on it for a bit. So when I was at the physio, it was fine; it wasn't inflamed. So he was doing all the tests, and like nothing hurt. And he was saying, you know, there's no permanent damage. I'm like, yeah, but this is really painful. It's not painful right now, but in like 10 minutes it will be really really painful so yeah I find the same thing Um, but then they test for flexibility and he's like yeah you're really not flexible at all it's like I could have told you that (laughs) I
0: had a physio laugh at me when they tested my flexibility before that's how bad it was it's when
1: they do the IT band stuff like when they're trying to like get your knee to touch the table do you know what I mean like I can't describe it very well but people who have been to the physio for IT band stuff or hip stuff will know when they're trying to basically push the knee down so it touches the table it's to test your flexibility Mm. of the hips and stuff. like every time the video is like, yeah, you've got no flexibility.
0: Yeah, for me, I was laying on my back, just lifting up one leg, and it got to like maybe nearly 45 degrees. Mm. I was like, ah! She goes, oh, is that your is that your back aching? I said, no, no, that's just normal flexibility. <laughs> <I'm> like, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
1: It's because we're running. Like, runners are notoriously not flexible at all because all we do is the same repetitive motion yeah. for hours at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's surprising how active you can be and how lazy at the same time
1: yeah exactly you know when you're hearing lazy glutes i'm like but mate i'm using my legs so much like how can my glutes be lazy but that's how it is yeah. so what about your running year then
0: well mine has been very similar and very different mm. in that it's been a brilliant year but i've also been injured for all of it basically or i've just had little niggles yeah. constantly moving around again same as you kind of knee hip hamstring now back into my oh other knee now that's a that's a new story so, yeah, it's a, I've done really well. I've got, like, PBs everywhere, but I've also been niggly the whole time. So that's either a good thing, which means I can do more next year, or it's a bad thing because that's just my life now and I'm just going to be injured forever.
1: I think the thing is, though, like, if I knew that my injuries that i have like at the moment my little niggles were never going to get worse i think i could live with that mm. because it's not too bad it's always that fear when you can feel something like oh this is going to get really bad and i'm not going to be able to walk i'm not going to be able to run because like the niggles i have on a daily basis i can run through and i can just ignore it's just like the fear of them getting worse i think is the wor- is what bothers me
0: yeah but again it's just that kind of you know in continuing story of i'm a massive idiot i did a run well over this weekend i thought last park run of the year might as well go for it just for a bit of fun And straight away, my hamstring's been tight, and it's just, I just felt wonky the whole time. Just felt really uneven and stiff. But I went quite fast anyway. I did under 22 minutes. I was very, very happy with that. I enjoyed it. But then the next day, the thing is, I knew I had this plan for the next day. Ran 18 miles the next day, mostly off road. (laughs) And I had to walk the last four because my knee hurt so much. God. I've never had to do that on a run before. And Is it
1: like the outside of your knee or the uh, inside? Inside at the back somewhere. Oh, So the hamstring sorry. was
0: bad. So I limped yeah. for about six miles and then just had to walk for the last four with the uh, others I was running with. And I'm really sorry I've ruined the mindset. <laughs> it was drizzling. We're in Port Talbot.
1: Oh, that's the worst as well. Like if it's like a nice sunny day, it's shit. But at least you think, oh, I can just enjoy the walk, get on with it. But if it's like drizzly and you're getting cold and, and stuff as well. And it was pretty
0: as well. much as we got to Port Albert, which oh. is not much to look at, I'll be honest. No, no. So that was that was a really stupid thing that I did yesterday. And I knew, I knew all about it. I planned it. I knew I was a bit injured, but I did it anyway. So that's basically <laughs> 2019 ruined for me already.
1: <laughs> that's ruined. it now. Like no more running for 2019. Because I was going to do
0: um, run every day in January. I thought, oh, i would give that a go. I'm now thinking, mm, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. I'll do my double park run tomorrow for New Year's Day, and then after that, uh, yeah, I might not actually even start run every day January. Might, maybe I'll do run every day February.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a Shorter
0: month, and it'll be easier. <laughs> I did my first ultra this year as well. That was nice, and I did my biggest mileage. I did get one thousand nine hundred twenty-one kilometers over a thousand miles I'm very happy with that I think I was aiming for two thousand but eh, whatever I'm not fast.
1: that's really good this year I only did 872 miles normally I like to try and aim for like just over a thousand mm-hmm. miles because I can normally get up to a hundred miles a month but just with injuries this year it's just been. I didn't even I only looked at my Strava data because I knew I was doing this podcast so I wanted to say oh and this is how many miles I did but I wouldn't even look at my Strava data I wouldn't have bothered because I thought well what's the point
0: do you not obsess over all of your running data every I time?
1: do but at the moment I don't because I'm injured like I don't no, care no, no, no. I'm like I don't want to look at it it's not a thousand miles so I don't care um because in my head I want to have it like a nice round number and every month I want to do at least 100 miles so I haven't looked at my Strava data in months just because it's been crap I don't want to see it <laughs> No PBs, no PBs either. No PBs. No PBs at all. No, just because of being injured.
0: <laughs> should I should I show off then instead? Yes. go, uh, go I've got PBs at uh, one mile, five k, ten k, half marathon, and my furthest distance doing the ultra fifty five k. That's pretty good. That, that. uh,
1: that's okay, I suppose.
0: <laughs> well, the the ten k was accidental. Uh, the five k is kind of overdue, and the one mile I worked really, really hard at, so I was really happy with that one. And the half marathon was really kind of good, hard work as well.
1: Didn't and you drivers. get a PB at one of the five mile races that was awful?
0: Uh yeah, like the- technically, but I've only ever run like four, uh, okay. maybe three or was four. Was that five the seven? Races? The yeah. Seven
1: Bridge? Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, as detailed an episode, whatever that was. <laughs> I, I, I always tell people to listen back to that one, but I, just, I don't know which one that was. Five, maybe. Mm. Let's say five. Right.
1: The other thing I did do this year, non-running, well, actually, yeah, it is running related, is, like, joined a gym. Well, not technically a gym, like, you know, weight training and stuff. I'm actually enjoying it. Like, I thought it'd be awful. I didn't want to. I've always said, I hate the gym. I don't want to do weight training. Who cares? But I'm actually quite enjoying it. So that's the other thing that I've done this year. And I feel like it is. I know no one wants to hear this, but it is actually helping my running.
0: Oh, no. I know, because you always hear... training is good. Oh, yeah. you've ruined it.
1: Like, when I got injured, people say, oh, you should start weight training, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I hate the gym. But it does actually help, so sorry. Yeah,
0: I, I kind of stopped doing that this year, which possibly hasn't helped. I did start again. I went to a gym the other week, just like a proper normal gym. Mm. And uh, I just massively overdid it, because I'm a fucking idiot again. <laughs> uh, I couldn't straighten my arms for five days. <laughs> I did way too much on from doing nothing... And it, I, I kind of knew it was going to happen, but um, I did a rowing race against uh, Scabby Buttcrack and I be here. so I'm happy
1: about that. <laughs> what, were you in the same room at the same time yes. doing it? Yeah,
0: Yeah, we did a 2K race, but she was at the gym for two hours more than me before I got there.
1: What was she doing at the gym for two hours?
0: That's what, exactly why I asked her. She's like, oh, I find it relaxing.
1: Find I hear it... about people who go to the gym for like two, three hours at a time, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, mate, going for an hour, get my workout done, go home. I can run for like two or yeah. three hours. Oh yeah. Because I... Like, you're going somewhere. <laughs> Whereas the gym, you're not going anywhere. Like Next just... time
0: I go, I'm going for like half an hour and that's yeah. it. I'm yeah. going to have a plan. That's what I'm going to do. There's, these are things I'm going to pick up. This is a heavy and then I'm going to leave. Yeah.
1: yeah. I can't do like cardio at the gym either. I don't see the point. No anything cardio related like that's why i I quite like the weight training because it's engaging different things and different skills
0: stuff you can't do at home
1: yeah whereas i wouldn't go and like run on a treadmill or go on a stationary bike i don't see the point
0: yeah so there we go cross training who would have thought is actually a good
1: thing Mm. oh Oh, sorry sorry for the bad news
0: (laughs) how's your christmas tea there by the way
1: it's good it's nice bit of uh We've got in there a bit like cinnamon, a bit of spice. Yeah, it's
0: not overly Christmassy, which is fine.
1: The tea update. So I'd be interested, if anyone's drinking tea while they listen to our podcast, please let us know what tea you're drinking.
0: You just want people to engage in basically any way, don't you?
1: I do. (laughs) These are the calls for action to get our stats up. But also, I'm really into teas. We're having a bit of a, a discussion about tea before we... Before we started recording yeah. about the best ways to make green tea and how a lot of the packets get it wrong so we're both that's just kind how of, cool we are. yeah we're both kind of tea nerds so we would genuinely be interested in hearing about the types of tea you're perhaps drinking as you listen to do you podcast. have a good
0: running tea no that's not
1: a no is there a is there tea? a running tea though like something that was perhaps lots of more caffeine in you're supposed to drink before you run because I, I think there's running coffee isn't there they brand as like running uh, coffee yeah, and sure all that is. sort of thing Sounds a bit faddish, but... That's the kind of
0: coffee wanker thing that you get, yeah. I
1: don't drink coffee, so I wouldn't know anything about that.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about tweets. Uh, We've had a couple this week. First one from Hugh Phillips at welshblue78. He says, people who... Ah, this is uh, on the back of last week's, or last episode's, discussion about races. He says, people who aren't running using the pre-race toilets. WTF, triple exclamation mark. They should be banned from using the toilets until the race starts.
1: Again, is, do people do that? This is, I was just about to say, if I was spectating on a race, I wouldn't be using the race toilets. No. I'd be going and finding like a coffee shop or something or like some public toilets that are decent. I wouldn't be going to a portal
0: loo and queuing for 20 minutes.
1: No. Who does that? Are people mad? Maybe they just love the race. Maybe they're just going for the race toilets. They Perhaps love people it.
0: get nervous spectating wheeze. <laughs> like,
1: oh, I can't wait to support. Oh,
0: just have a quick wee. Uh, this is Carl, uh, Carl underscore E88. Says what he hates about races is the sprint finish when someone who's been tailing you for miles sprints past.
1: Oh. To be fair, on
0: the other hand, tailing someone for miles and then sprinting past them at the end is great fun. So... If you're the
1: sprintee, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. There's
0: nothing wrong with that, Carl, just keep up.
1: It's the psychological game, isn't it? There? Yeah,
0: the answer to that one, Carl, is get good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's. Run faster. <laughs> that's all there is to it, really. There was also a great tweet, this wasn't at us, but it's uh, from a friend of ours, it's a fantastic tweet, I think we're going to try and talk to her soon about this, in a bit more detail on the show. Uh, this is Liz Reese at Lizzie Wigster, she said, just ran past a group of teenage chabs who sniggered and called me fat. 2016 Liz would have cried and not run again for weeks. 2018 Liz deliberately doubled back to tell them to fuck off. Strong arm emoji. Brackets, they gone, but the thought was there. Which is a great little caveat on the end. Now, that's had 46 retweets, which is not bad. But it's had 1,829 likes... She sent me the stats as well, and it's had just under 100,000 impressions, which is, there's some strong engagement
1: there. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I remember seeing this tweet and seeing all, like, I thought it was a great tweet, and then I saw all, like, the likes and stuff, and I messaged her straight away, I was like, ah, you're famous now, you're Twitter famous. I need to see
0: your stats. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but that's, yeah, fantastic. I think the reason why it's got so many likes is, it's such a great sentiment, because it's saying that even if perhaps you feel nervous about running um, and self-conscious perhaps, and if somebody says something to you and you get upset and all that, running does build your confidence. So while you might feel self-conscious and stuff now, in the future, you'll be that person that does turn around and just tells them to fuck off.
0: Yeah. And she did get a little bit of, like, some people came back at it to say, oh, you shouldn't be calling them chavs. That's just as bad as them calling you fat. Ugh. To which case we also say to them, fuck off.
1: It paints a picture though, doesn't it? it when does, you yeah. say, like, there was a group of chavs called me fat, you're like... Yep, you've painted that picture, I can imagine what yes. just what it looked like.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um so well done, Liz, and hopefully we'll get to speak to her very soon. Do you know what I've actually just had i m me- I'm gonna read the message live on air. Oh I asked her. Uh she's <laughs> Yep, she's gonna agree. The next time, next show, it's gonna be Liz on there. There you go, breaking news <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> gonna she's gonna, a gonna have a good moment about the perils of being a chubby runner.
1: Oh, and how much is her fee now, now that she's Twitter famous?
0: <laughs>
1: God.
0: Tell her that. <laughs> Let's move on now, uh, Amy, to the Bullshit running news highlights of the year.
1: Bullshit running news jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> I used up my bullshit running news Christmas edition jingle last yeah. last time. So now I'm Have just you not assigned. got
0: like a highlights of the year
1: edition? Uh Bullshit running news. Best of 2018. Woo!
0: i you could see the dance moves as well that she's doing here.
1: It really, yeah, it adds to it. It's only, you're only witnessing half of it at the moment.
0: So, so good. Right, I'll do the first one here. Um, This is kind of just some highlights I've picked out, because it's not really any thorough research or anything, just a few things I've seen, which are things for us to complain about. Um, First of all, an eight-year-old boy has run his first marathon, that's nice, isn't it, Mm. in three hours, 32, and he has leukemia. I mean, good for him and everything and all that, but...
1: There's so much to unpack here. Firstly... An eight-year-old boy
0: ran a marathon.
1: Ran a marathon. Ugh. Secondly, he did it in three hours, thirty minutes. <laughs> then he has leukemia. Like,
0: I mean, it's not as if we're criticizing him for having leukemia.
1: No, it, that's ridiculous. It just though. makes us
0: feel inadequate. All those
1: things together is just ridiculous. Uh, he
0: could have actually run it faster, but he was stopping. It. He was running with his dad, but he stopped at each aid station to wait for his dad to catch up to him. And eventually, his dad just said, "Nah, go on, off you go." God, interesting parenting. Um but he was still stopping at the other aid stations after that. I guess I gather there were quite a lot on this course um, and he was still stopping at them because his mum was going in between each one as well and his mum was like there going are you okay make sure you take it easy don't go too fast make sure you have something to eat so she potentially slowed him down a bit as well
1: that's ridiculous that is absolutely like insane yeah.
0: <laughs> that is entirely our own inadequacy that we're angry about there
1: yeah yeah, fair play to him, lad. that's amazing. Like three hours, 32 minutes. Like Isn't some people, old. I don't think I'll ever get that time, ever. No matter how much training I put in, I don't think I'd ever be capable of running that fast. And an eight year old boy has done it with leukemia and stopping at the aid station to say hello to his mum. Yeah. What the hell?
0: I know. Good for him. <laughs>
1: so, our second story is a new 24 hour track record has been set by, um, is it Camille?
0: Why not? Camille
1: Heron? Heron? Oh, I'm terrible at pronouncing names if I've got that wrong. and If she's listening, (laughs) I'm sorry. She won't
0: know if she's listening because you haven't said her name properly, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Camille Heron in Arizona. Anyway, it doesn't matter really how you pronounce her name because she ran 162.9, importantly, 0.9 miles, and set a 100-mile record on the way in 13 hours, 25 minutes. So not only has she done it really bloody quick... But she also had a stress fracture a few months before. So we've just spent some time moaning about our injuries. Yeah. <laughs> and she's had a literal break in her leg, a stress fracture. So what you're
0: saying is we should plan to run a 24 hour track race in a few months' time and that and we'll definitely win, yeah?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think
0: that's how that works.
1: So she's run a twenty-four hour track race and she did the first hundred miles in thirteen hours, twenty-five minutes. That's alright, isn't it? That's ridiculous. What the hell? <laughs> I love how it's like 162.9 though. If that was me, I would not be stopping like, at point nine.
0: <laughs> I think I think after 24 hours, you would be stopping.
1: Nah, come on, come on! What, what, why isn't it 163? If she was on Strava, I'd be like, great, but round it
0: up. <laughs> it's on a track though. So she probably wouldn't be able to see that one of a mile on the track.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be mad, I'm mad though. Like if I saw that on my Strava. She did that 162 miles. Point <laughs> nine. God. I'd be uh, a bit annoyed about that. So, um, so in the final stages of the race, she fueled with Taco Bell and beer, like a pro. Like a pro, yeah.
0: I like the, the the name of this beer as well. It was Rogue Ales Dead Guy Ale, and a brew that she said brought her back from the dead. Which I'm pretty sure Rogue Ales paid her to say. I was
1: just about to say hashtag sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, dead Guy
0: Ale brought me back from the dead. Mmm, refreshing. <laughs>
1: that's amazing though because you hear about like beer miles i know you to run a mile you, you have to go a lot faster obviously but i think if i drank a beer or, or ate Taco Bell at any point in a race i would be sick
0: i think it's just the ultra thing of you just get calories as fast as uh, possible
1: but beer like it's pretty bad
0: yeah uh, next up this is amazing strava heat maps allegedly revealed secret american military bases in afghanistan iraq and syria In countries where the majority of Strava users are likely to be American forces based there, outlines of airstrips, bases, and even the roads connecting them can be seen. Users have also been able to identify the location of Taiwan's secret missile command centre.
1: So this is amazing, because obviously Strava, um, I'm sure everyone listening to our podcast has Strava or knows about Strava, but for those who don't, obviously it's tracking your run, it's revealing the route, and then Strava releases these heat maps, so you can see obviously... Um, the more people that are running in a certain area, the, the stronger the line will be on the map. Uh, but I just think it's amazing how if you're in the military and you're basically using GPS software to um, track your run, why would you not put two and two together and think this is probably a bad idea to show yeah. where I'm running every day? And so
0: perhaps I'll run up and down the uh, the <laughs> runway. And yeah. then I'll run around the base, just the perimeter. <laughs> I'll show the perfect perimeter. Yeah. And in a country, you know, if you're in the middle of Afghanistan, yeah. there ain't many people using Strava. No.
1: Because at a very basic level, the point of Strava, not only to track your distance, but is to mark on a map where you've been. Yeah. That is one of the functions of Strava.
0: And it's very easy to make that private as well, but they yeah. haven't done that. Because
1: and- I know, I know people who make their Strava private so strangers can't see their route who are just ordinary people who don't like the idea of other people being able to see where they've run and also where they live so when you're coming home from your run you know all those things so you'd think somebody in the military would yeah. be thinking along those lines as well it
0: must be said the CIA uh, declined to comment so we can't confirm that these secret military bases exist or don't exist
1: they should write uh, it out you know when people like write things out in Strava like <laughs> not a base <laughs> This is just normal. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I guess it's because they've got social media rules, but they just haven't thought about Strava being social media, even though it's desperate to be, which is kind of sad.
1: Yeah, because sh- I'm sure there's rules. I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure there's rules about like not posting like selfies in yeah. certain places and tagging your location. thing like, sure yeah. Okay now. <laughs> pretty sure that's what some of the basic things they teach you about using social media. Okay, so one of our next stories, and this is sort of a running theme we have around things like body image and women. Yeah, running theme. Haha, <laughs> see um, what I did there? Very punny. <laughs> so Ali Kiefer um, was good enough for an athletic scholarship, but because she was bigger than the girls she was racing against, she was advised to lose weight. So although she was good enough in terms of her times and her fitness, um, because just of her size, her body mass she was advised to lose weight, which eventually ruined her running. So she was having... She saw her performance decline, which you think, yeah, that kind of makes sense because if you're not fueling... If you're being asked to lose weight, so you're probably restricting your calories, Mm. that's your fuel. That's what basically you run on is your calories. So
0: potentially that does work for some people. You know, again, that thing, if you drop some weight, you get quicker if you do it in the right way. But for her, it just obviously didn't work. No,
1: but years later, she started running again on her own terms. So socially... um, not in a competitive sort of setting. And she also started CrossFit, which I suppose for a lot of professional athletes you wouldn't do because it's sort of building muscle mass and things no, like it's that. It's not common, definitely. No, no. And then she ran the New York Marathon weighing 10 pounds more than her previous peak and finished fifth.
0: Like fifth, oh, properly that fifth. overall
1: with the men's yeah. as well?
0: No, no. Uh, well, women. Just amongst the women. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was the second American, finished fifth. So she's gone from kind of nowhere to not just like finishing fifth and being one of the best in America being one of the best in the world Mm. is incredible yeah and just doing it in her own way without a coach
1: yeah and I think that's that's one of the things is that everyone everyone's um, sort of road to success look different so what works one athlete won't work for another so for her restricting her calories while that like losing that extra weight may make some athletes a few seconds faster for her that obviously wasn't working
0: yeah and the really interesting thing if you kind of see pictures of her and in the article it did say You know, amongst the average person, she's pretty thin. But compared to runners, she does look a little different. I think the main thing is kind of a... Really, the main thing is, from what I can see, is her thighs. She actually has legs. She doesn't have really skinny legs. She just kind of has a normal kind of shaped body. But... Mm. She's one of the best marathon runners in the world now.
1: Yeah, because that's what I found the most shocking when I was looking at the article is the pictures of her. I thought she actually looks quite skinny, actually. Yeah, I saw one of them.
0: It was like a field of runners. And I was having a look. I just thought I'll have a quick look through there because I thought, well, spot the massive girl amongst all these. And I couldn't really spot her. So it wasn't really a dramatic difference. No. But I guess in running, professional running terms, Mm. it does really make a difference. And the conventional wisdom is you need to drop that weight.
1: Yeah, and I suppose if she's also put, being put under pressure and is stressing about these things, that's mm. going to affect your performance as well. If you're stressing about calories and, and losing weight and all those sorts of things, and not to mention being told that you're too big to run or whatever, you know, that's going to affect your performance. I'm sure people who are happier and more confident in themselves probably give better performances.
0: Yeah, Do you have data to back that up?
1: I don't. That yeah, is just yeah. an, a hypothesis that I want to put out there. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> If anyone wants to uh, sponsor research,
1: yes. yeah, we'll take that up. Actually. And we'll just um, spend a few weeks just eating loads of shit and yeah. running and being happier and seeing if our time's improve. Yeah, if
0: there are any uh, national funding bodies out there yeah. interested in us doing that, we'll be very happy to take it on. <laughs> Finally, a festive story. There you go. We've hey. got a festive thing in there somewhere. Um, this is amazing. You've heard of the beer mile. We mentioned it earlier. Well, students at Estes Park High School in Colorado have just run their annual eggnog mile. This year, 21 runners took on the challenge, and Nathan Zürfler smashed the record to finish in an extraordinary 5 minutes 59. They chugged four 16-ounce cups of eggnog before each lap. I looked that up because I don't know how much an ounce is. It's about 450 millilitres, so basically nearly a pint.
1: God.
0: Four cups of those. Yeah, Yeah. one cup of that before each lap. And then the likelihood of being a mile... They ran a penalty lap if they threw up, which is kind of almost inevitable yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. Basically cream and eggs. Yeah. Uh, the official, I did look at the official rules because it was linked. Part of it in there does say, note, vomiting may occur, so embrace it. Lol.
1: <laughs> which is perfect.
0: That's how you write those kind of rules.
1: I think they had a thing in there as well. Like, if you don't vomit, you're probably not trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> this lad did 5.59. My mile PB is 5.40. Oh, and mine's like seven minutes, something so... So I've seen people
0: do the beer mile, like pro runners do the beer bar under 4.30, yeah, which is yeah, pretty yeah. amazing, but eggnog.
1: Eggnog. See, I've never had eggnog, but I can imagine it's quite stodgy and... Yeah. <laughs> it's basically
0: cream and eggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nasty. It's amazing, but it's nasty. I'm surprised
1: run. they were just sick. I'm surprised other things didn't happen.
0: I hope this becomes a massive thing for them now, and I hope <laughs> they open it up, because it's altitude as well in Colorado, so oh, it's also God. hard. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love that. eggnog while needs to happen more.
1: Yeah. I won't be taking part because I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we
0: know. <laughs> Amy, let's talk about Christmas. We've got to. Do we? We have to. Okay. Well, we did say last time it's going to be a Christmas episode. And we've like.
1: got to call this something like Christmas is bullshit or something. We need to think. We need to be thinking of the title while we're doing this.
0: Not during the show.
1: So we can put in <laughs> things that are vaguely related to the title.
0: Okay, welcome to our next session. Christmas is bullshit. Hey.
1: Christmas. Christmas don't, no, no, let's is no, bullshit.
0: No. Did it? <laughs> no. I don't know. What do we what do we say about this? Did you get any bullshit Christmas running presents?
1: No. <laughs> this cool, is next why we oh, okay. This is why we don't have like a whole episode on this because I think we were trying to think of something like for a good Christmas episode. Because that is the podcast thing, isn't it? You have a Christmas episode. Yeah. We think you want nothing to talk about. Like no. what
0: I mean, we could have done if we'd put some work into it.
1: Maybe, yeah. I well, I did get some Christmas. Some running-related Christmas gifts. I got some running socks, which are always great. Yeah. That's what you want because you know, I got some
0: cycling socks. Perfect. Well, not perfect.
1: Oh, not perfect.
0: Well, no, because it's not for running.
1: Well, yeah, but that's still cross-training. No, oh, no. So it's like vaguely related. And I got a book on running, and that's it.
0: But you love books on running, though.
1: I do. I have like a whole shelf for them, so that's that's fine.
0: I didn't really get any other running Christmas stuff. Um, I haven't really got much to add to this. It's pretty poor. <laughs> it's not, not a great section, if I'm honest. I did do parkrun on Christmas Day. That was lovely. I went to Norwich, which had the second highest attendance on Christmas Day Gosh. this year. 1,104 people on a three-lap course with some of the paths being five feet wide.
1: Lovely. It was mental. Yeah. I and I imagine. think
0: that's now the fourth largest parkrun in the whole of oh. the UK.
1: So what was uh, the most attended
0: Bushy Park. Over 2,000. Yes, of course. course.
1: 2,000? Yeah. Jeez, I didn't go to park around Christmas Day. I just went out and ran 5k. But I do have a top tip for people. The best time to do your long run around Christmas is Christmas Eve. Let me tell you why. Okay. Okay, so if you're thinking about getting the maximum amount of calories on Christmas Day and stuffing your face, you want to do your long run the day before. Because I don't know about other people, but if I did my long run on the day... I don't feel like massively hungry, like sometimes I feel like I don't want to eat, whereas the next day I am ravenous. So, long run, Christmas Eve, stuff your face, Christmas Day. Top tip. You see, that it was worth listening just for that top tip. Was it? Yes, okay. definitely.
0: A you our friend Howard on Christmas Day ran 28 miles?
1: On Christmas Day? Yeah,
0: just ran to Aberdare from Cardiff.
1: I mean, any, was it like a pilgrimage? <laughs> I think
0: it just a thing that he does. Right,
1: okay. 28 miles on Christmas Day. 28 miles. To be honest,
0: four hours running sounds better than four hours with your family. So.
1: <laughs> Watching like Home Alone or something. Yeah, for I can, the I can see the,
0: the sense there, so good for him.
1: Yeah. It, it, we would like to know if any of our listeners, it's another, uh, the second call to action All of good, the yeah, podcast. Um, if you had any particularly shit Christmas <laughs> gifts related to running? Um, not just this year, perhaps in previous years, um, or any like really amazing Christmas gifts that are perhaps slightly unusual related to running. That'd be interesting as well.
0: That's a good one. Where can people do that?
1: Oh God. This is where I struggle with the calls to action because I can, I can never remember the various social They're media. Down on a screen. I've got TV. them. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling through. Okay. So on Twitter at running is BS. on Facebook search running is bullshit. And then on email, which we do love to receive emails, running is bull at gmail dot com.
0: And we also want to know if you've got any running related New Year's resolutions. To be honest, I fucking hate New Year's resolutions. I don't do them. I like to set a target. For a year, I would never call it a news resolution, because no. that's just wanky. I
1: always feel like, if you want to do something, just fucking do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I could change this about myself, but I'm going to wait three months till January the 1st. Yeah. That's the best time. I
1: suppose it's it works for some people, the structure. Having that structure of like, new year, new me.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't you dare.
1: <laughs> I suppose some of the things I'm thinking about going into the next year is, the same things I think about every year, is eating better. Yeah. Because I like to think, oh, I'm vegan. Everything I eat is plants, so it's fine. Whereas actually it's not. Um, remembering to take my vitamins, like, <laughs> that's, I, I feel like I'm 100 right now, but remembering to take my vitamins and, um, trying to wake up earlier. Cause I feel like I don't get, you know, you, I, I see these like YouTube videos of people saying, I changed my life by getting up at 5.30 AM every morning. And I feel like that's something I should do. So I feel like I need to get up earlier, but I don't think that's going to happen. But that, they're like my sort of goals.
0: I gotta say, those are maybe the three worst goals I've ever heard.
1: Why? What's wrong with them? I think they're I quite. To eat good. better,
0: and take my vitamins, and get up earlier. <laughs> you can put that all over fucking Pinterest, can't you? That'd be great. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, that's what you need in life: get up earlier, take your vitamins, all healthy living stuff, eat better. You know, that's that's pretty standard New it's Year resolutions, though, isn't it? Well, what do you want it to be like? Oh, next year I'm going to fight two bears. and, yes. and kill a man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, next year Amy's going to fight two bears and kill a man. <laughs> You heard it here first. We're going to hold her to that and we'll catch up next year to see what murder and fights she's been in. <laughs> Thank you. That's much better. That's what I wanted. Uh, for me, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that hard yet, to be honest. I'd quite like to do 2,000 kilometres again. I'll give that a go. I
1: think they're good resolutions, is like setting a target. Yeah, like for I quite my like targets.
0: Yeah. I'm not massively fussed if I miss them, to be honest. I, don't, mm. I think that's kind of a, a good thing. I think it's good to have a challenging target. But it's not good to have that mindset of, oh my god, i failed. Mm-hmm. So I've, mm-hmm. I've missed my target by 80k this year. Eh, so what? Yeah, I'm yeah. not that fussed. Um, I'm probably going to run two ultras next year. That'll be quite nice. Mm-hmm. i quite like to get my 5k time down a bit. Quite like to get my half marathon time down a bit. But again, for those, I'm not going to set a number. Because mm-hmm. my 5k time is now 2047. Now I could say 2030 would be my target. But that's just... Again, that's that thing of setting a round number as a target. Mm-hmm. I don't think is that useful because it's possibly not realistic. Yeah. Because I might be able to run 10 seconds quicker, but to ha- setting a target that's artificially round, convenient number doesn't kind of make sense to me.
1: No, no. So just target to run faster. To
0: be a bit quicker. Yeah. I would like to quite go under 20 minutes at some point mm-hmm. in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Again, nice arbitrary round yeah. number, but it's a nice one to wait for. And I
1: suppose if you get obsessed with targets, that's when you're in danger of getting injured or more injured yeah. again. Because I think, you
0: know, your... what if... I was absolutely dead set on running under 20 minutes mm. and I ran and ran and ran. I worked really hard and I got twenty, ten, twenty-eight, twenty-five, 25, mm. but then never got near 20 minutes. Well, mm. actually I've still run as hard as I possibly can, yeah. done my best and I've got just over 20. So what if I didn't get yeah. under 20? Yeah. Getting under that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. It's just about doing the best that you can.
1: Yeah. So I suppose what then one of my other sort of, it's not resolution, but one of my goals next year is to run an ultra. So I've got the 40 mile in June, but also, um, so, starting ultra training will be a big thing for me because my training over all the time I've been running has just been up to half marathon distances. So, the furthest I've run, like properly run, is 13 miles, 13 point, what's uh, half marathon, 13.1? Yeah. I should know that. <laughs> I should, yeah. 13.1. I always get confused. I, 10, I can never remember what 10k is in miles. Six point and then what is it? Because I always, two. 6.2, you know what? I always think it's 6.1 because I'm thinking of 3.1 for a 5k. I get mixed this up. Is 1
0: times 2? is two yes so that's that's an easy yeah i I
1: know but like i get the the last (laughs) digit mixed up so whenever i run a 10k i get to like 6.1 because i I clock everything in miles i'm like oh i'm almost done so i get to six miles i'm like let's go and then i've got another like 0.1 to go so i always mess up anyway slightly deviating from the point what was the point um yeah the furthest i've ever run is 13.1 miles half marathon so a big thing for me next year will be really upping the mileage and starting ultra marathon training so and also elevation as well because i'm doing a penavan up and down twice nice 13 miles standard the 30 mile bits fine it's the elevation
0: the thing is the elevation will kind of come when you start doing longer runs because you can't avoid running up hills and stuff when you do longer runs really around here especially
1: yeah exactly so they're my two i suppose um goals next year is to work on those
0: well my tip for you there is if you think you're a bit injured don't run 18 miles off road like I did yesterday. That's a good tip. Top tip.
1: Top tip.
0: I mean, you wouldn't have thought that otherwise, would you? You no. would have just gone straight for that because no. that seems really obvious.
1: This is why people listen to this podcast. So, do you long run Christmas Eve Yeah. for maximum calories on Christmas Day. And then the other top tip from this podcast is to not run 18 miles when you're slightly injured.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't think that's ever come up before. I don't think anyone's ever said that kind of thing. This is no. pretty unique uh, nuggets of knowledge going on Getting
1: here. your money's worth.
0: Absolutely. So as we've both said, we're both basically just kind of ultra training for next year. That's yeah. really our main aims.
1: That's all we're gonna talk about. It's gonna right to be too. awful.
0: <laughs> and you said you're not used to eating while running as well.
1: Yeah, I do. I take, like, um, when I'm doing, like, long runs, I just take, like, the glucose tablets. Nah, so nah, you nah. can't do that in an ultra. I know I've got it. I'm quite looking forward to the eating aspect, though.
0: My one yesterday, I did the long run, and on the way, had a chicken and bacon sandwich and a cup of tea.
1: See, I quite like that idea. This is why I'm go- going, like, straight from half marathons to ultras, because yeah. you can't do that for a marathon, really. Nah. Not, buy, it's not advised
0: <laughs> well I'd, I'd still give it a go I think it's a good idea sandwiches in the middle of runs yeah. is amazing yeah it's way yeah. better than energy I don't think I've really had any energy gels this year actually I've just been going with actual mm. food yeah big yeah, old yeah. flapjack bit of cake any kind of shit you can eat while you're running is
1: fantastic yeah. I have done it before like when I ran from like Cardiff to Bowery like r- run walked it. I stopped for like chips no so from yeah to the airport Cardiff airport Um, I stopped for chips and then ran after nice. that but it was okay, actually. Yeah. Like I thought I was going to be sick, but it just managed to digest. I like, forced it to digest <laughs> mentally. Nice
0: so we want to hear from you at running is BS Facebook running is Bullshit or on email RunningIsBull at gmail.com. You can do what Oliver Primus did a few weeks ago and send us an email with questions for us. Yes. That was interesting. I'd never thought of anyone would yeah. care, frankly, to ask us anything.
1: And he has confirmed that Oliver Primus, Primus is his real last it name. Is it is, Oliver Primus. it's
0: yeah. called Oliver Primus. <laughs> That's Fantastic. More breaking news. <laughs> so if you want to do any of those things you want to give us your running related presence uh you want to tell us anything about if you want to tell us about anything interesting you want to ask us some stuff because mm-hmm. we can use all of our great knowledge to answer those we We'd have, have to do that yeah
1: we have no qualifications that can answer well, any got of podcast, your running so that yeah that's qualification enough i suppose Absolutely, it would just be a lot of nice pseudoscience and uh personal anecdotes if yeah. that's what you're into <laughs>
0: Are you going to run a New Year's Double tomorrow for park run?
1: Are you asking me or are you asking them? I'm asking you. No.
0: <laughs> not going to bother.
1: No, no. I don't do park run, so.
0: <laughs> You're not going to start getting up early at half past five now, though, aren't you?
1: Not to run park run, but I will get up. I'm going to try and, like, I'm actually doing something for New Year's Day, so I'm going to try and squeeze a run in because I like to have, I'm going to go for a run after this podcast. I'm going to go out for a run. Last run of 2018. And then hopefully at some point tomorrow I'll squeeze in first run of 2019 because that's something I like to to do but no it won't be park run unfortunately so let us know if you've been doing it a... I hope you're all writing all these calls to action down <laughs> yeah. e- email is like a list of like Make
0: sure you're making notes on the <laughs> podcast each time Is there's, there's a lot to take in I know it's a lot of good advice and lots of questions that we're asking of you basically we want people to send us stuff so we have to do less prep
1: you, yeah, you're creating the content basically. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, ideally, eventually, would just be like radio too, and would just be reading out Twitter because that's <laughs> like most talk what they do. Yeah, like. and it's just reading stuff out. That, yeah. that sounds like a piece of piss. So it would be much easier for us. So, if you could do that for us, that'd be great.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that is it for this show and for 2018. Yeah. We've done a podcast hey. for a whole year, sort of.
1: Hey, we'll see you next year. We
0: hey. hey. won't see them because it's a podcast.
1: We'll. Talk to you next year.
0: Not directly, though. We'll... Record our voices and then you can download it. Even actually, by the time this is done, it'll actually be next year. Because I'm not going to do this today, probably.
1: What? You're not going to spend New Year's Eve editing uh, this podcast?
0: Okay, I might do. I've
1: actually got. People to want bedtime. to listen at midnight, the New Year's episode. Of course,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's what people will do. Bring in the, should
1: we do a countdown now? Yeah, right. What time? we'll do,
0: yeah. And so we'll put out what time it is so people can start the podcast to the second at 11, like 15 or something. And so, okay, we'll do a countdown now to end the podcast perfectly uh... on New Year's <laughs> Day. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Five, Five
1: four, four, three.
0: Two, one.
1: One. Happy New
0: Year!
1: (laughs) That's the worst thing we've ever done. (laughs) Perfect, there we go, that's it. That's it. That's the end. Next year I'm gonna fight two bears and and kill a man. (laughs)